in a city celebrated for its diversity. So this is Miami, huh? They can keep it. The least likely people often meet through random acts of fate. Could I offer you some coffee? How do you uh, like it? All light and sweet. But no matter how great the differences that keep us apart... If we don't shoot somebody soon, I'm going to forget how. I'm sorry my husband's such an idiot. Do you think someone's trying to kill him? God, I hope so. There's always something bigger that brings us together. I need a missile. A missile very hard to get. Well, I want you to try weary hard to get a missile. From the director of Get Shorty and Men in Black. Pick him up. You give me your watch. Let's let it go. Big trouble. Snake, let's get the hell out of here. I think I hear one of them silent little alarms. Now available on DVD and uh, all right, yeah. You got, shit. Are we ready? Yeah. All sure. Right. Let's go. Gogs go. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. Still live from the wasteland, and we're all here. It's been a minute. It has been a minute since all. But of I haven't missed here. any shows in a while. Shout that is true. That is true. Um, yeah. Good job. Bud. Well, well, Gogs never would have missed any shows. Period. Virtually, your boy lives online. It's <laughs> never mind. Now, it's <laughs> September. It is. It's September. Where God. every movie has to be scored by the Kesha and Pitbull banger Timber. I don't even know that song. Oh, it's a good one. It's about I'll have to, falling over. I'll oh, have to yes, you do. Do I? Oh, you, you know, have that, to know song. that song. Really? Yeah. All right, yes. I'll, I'll look it up. All Tim-based films. It's go. It's it's going down. I'm yelling Timber. That bit on Kroll's show song. where he's where he's seen your feature is like mocking that specifically. I I, I probably once I play it once I find it and play it I will I probably will. It will never get it. out of your head. It's a fuck. It's slap. No, I know what well, other song that Kesha does. She's like, it's gonna blow. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna blow <laughs> like that. Anyway, what do we watch this week, Gogs? This week and- we watched Big Trouble. No other words. As yeah. Big Trouble in China. It was it was half of your favorite title. Half of my favorite film. movie. Whose pick was this? Mine. Oh, I'd never seen it, and I was like, "All right, it's got Tim Allen in it. Let's see how this goes." It turns out it has everyone in it. It's got a huge cast. It's a it's a huge on home. Yeah, it's probably it's a Tim huge. A- it's got like a huge B level cast. Like yeah, Ooh. but you know everybody. It's weird. Yeah, but it's not it like is- they're all A list. Celebrity. It is like an expendables of shitty adult comedy actors. Oh, it's Stanley oh, yeah. Tucci, though? Come on. I mean... You, na- you named one. Ben Rene Foster. Russo, Ben Foster, ben Zoe Foster. Chanel. Not a single one of them is an A-list actor. Heavy D. Heavy D. Uptown Records Heavy D. Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. Um... Yeah, it's uh, a Dennis. Whole... Dennis uh, Farina. Farina. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stand by my <sighs> statement. Uh, anyway, DJ Qualls. Yeah, DJ Qualls. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, so that's what we what watched, watched this week. Um, see everybody now. Uh, so what did uh, what Lada, did you, bitch? <laughs> what did y'all watch this week? Uh, Alec. Alec. I watched. One thing. Oh my God! That's a that's an oddity for for an Alec week. 
Yeah, I had a couple of night shifts and then a couple of uh, days I just watched episodes of The Boys. Which was pretty yeah. good. I enjoyed it. I still need I, to yeah, watch I got, it. Yeah, I got to watch the third episode. The first two I enjoyed, though. They're yeah. they're good. They're good. Um, the one thing I watched is, is a movie I've already talked about at length. It's It might be my favorite comedy of all time. Uh, pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. It's <laughs> a, a good movie. I think it's an uh, underrated it's, comedy. It's, it's real funny. It's true. It's tremendous, and it's it gets funnier every time. Like, nobody saw it. Like, it's like yeah, it's, most people don't even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Did you see it in the theater by yourself, like you and Gogs, just the two of you? We went to see, it, and initially we were the only two in there. By the time it started, there was like five people in there. Yeah, but we were the only two in there for like twenty minutes. We're like, ooh, we're gonna get a theater to ourselves. My pants were halfway down, and <laughs> um, all of a sudden, and I'm 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 pretty sure at least a couple of there was like. Us and then I think two sets of girls and then like a couple came in and I was like I think most of these people are in the wrong movie I think they went to the wrong theater yeah I think you know you guys had a similar experience to TJ and I at Phantom Thread <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've had a bunch of experiences like that because I always I I a always go to the fucking art movies and b always go at like you know odd times the the best recently though was when I went and saw The Dead Don't Die. And people were like, I've never been in a crowd that was so angry at a movie. And I could hmm. tell it was very funny to me. It was almost it was almost made the movie, which I I still defend that movie. Uh, people hate it. I see that posted all the time online, how much people hate that movie. It's like, I thought it was great. I don't know. Like, I didn't see it, but I saw the trailer. Like People didn't know what they were going to see. Yeah, well, I guess. I, I, people, I guess, thought it was like a regular zombie movie. It's like a Jim Jarmusch movie. What the fuck did you expect? Like I don't know, I enjoyed damn, it. Jim, damn Jim Jermush. Jermush. Um, but hell? yeah, yeah. There's an ice there's cream, there's an ice cream somewhere. I heard yeah, an ice cream right shop. by my house. Oh, that's awesome! Get some ice cream for yeah, yeah. They, they go by. Email me a toasted almond bar. Okay, I'll, oh, yeah. those are so good. <laughs> I'll fax you a strawberry shortcake. Oh, I want one of them Ninja Turtle faces with the button on nose. No, you all are getting the same ones. You all are getting those WWE ice cream bar things. Oh, those are. Do you remember good. them? Yeah, the they, WWF. They got them. They got them back now. They're like sandwich cookies, kind of. They look. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, on like a stick. Yeah, and they got yeah, like on like a drawings. Stick, yeah, I remember. Yeah, those. they had like terrible, terrible likenesses of the wrestlers. Yeah, um, but yeah, Pop Star is tremendous. It's uh, everybody in it's funny. All the cameos are hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm like sure, the I cameo. The cameos no, get ahead. funnier. They get funnier and funnier every time. Like I don't know Nas if I mentioned the, this. I was going to say it. Nas is the best cameo in any movie ever where he's like, I couldn't identify with that song because I had different things in my Jeep. Yeah, no, like, the RZA is like, you know, the harder you go, the harder you fall. I mean, ask any coconut. Any coconut. <laughs> it's just like, it's brilliant. Everything in it's a joke. And then it wraps up in like a surprisingly sweet, warm-hearted uh loving ending with everybody getting back together like yeah and the soundtrack for like a joke movie it legit oh, it's, it's amazing <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh yeah they're, they're the the greatest fake mcs on earth yeah he has that he, i love my favorite part or one of my favorite parts is when he gets the uh the daft punk helmet with the light <laughs> it's like a beacon. <laughs> he calls it a, be- a beacon to space <laughs> and it makes, it, uh... yeah the noise deafens everybody's like why would I need that? It's like, well, you don't, but it's nice to know that you have it. <laughs> is it you streaming anywhere? Or did you watch it? 
on your your home. I own it. I actually I actually bought it digitally on Amazon right when it came out a few years ago. Um, yeah, that 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 movie is tremendous. It's one of my one of my favorite movies of all. I could watch that movie like every day. It's truly a hidden it. gem. It really is. Yeah, it brings me a lot of joy. It got me through a dark point in my life, and it's yeah. outstanding. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, that's it. Aside from the boys, everybody should be watching the boys. Well, you can only watch the boys and catch up on that because they decided to be yeah, stupid. I mean, yeah, like we're I mean, talking whatever. about the text. Like, I get Disney Plus because it's like okay, I'm going to jump on Disney for the free trial and then bounce when I'm done Mandalorian or whatever. But like, does anybody do that for Amazon prime? Like, is anybody jumping on there to watch Bosch or some yeah. shit? You know, hey, like, can you even subscribe? Is prime a monthly thing? I pay annually. I changed it to monthly. Yeah. I, I was paying annually and then I changed it. Wouldn't it be cheaper to do it annually than monthly? I think when I did it, it was the same. It was literally the same price. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I it, think it kind of fucks me. I mean, the only one's walking. I'll just end up with a $90 charge out of nowhere because I never remember when that's, they take it out. That's why I switched to monthly because I always yeah. forgot. So this way, at least I know. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's uh, the first two episodes. I haven't I haven't seen episode three. The first two are uh, tremendous. Yeah, I watched I watched all three last um, night. It's good. Yeah, I third finished episode. the third one today. Third one's good. It's one of those weird examples. Well, I guess it's not weird. Uh, Gogs. Oh, I'm sorry. It, just real quick about the boys. It's like so different. No, it's, from, gonna, uh, yeah. it's so different from the comic, but it's still really good. And I st- it still gets the point of the comic, which is kind of different. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times when adaptations like go way off, they kind of forget the point. And I yeah. feel like the boys did a good job of like remembering the point, but well, still doing their own thing. It's kind of interesting because it almost feels like the the point of view of the show is the Homelander as opposed to like Huey in the book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least like the last like half of the first season and all these episodes feel like you're spending the most time with the Homelander over anybody. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, he's definitely that actor is really good. I hope he shows up on other stuff because he's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gogs, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. Oh, it's all good. Um, I picking up Alex Slack. I watched five things, one of which is tabled. Oh uh, wait, oh. no. Well, at least two of them have to be, t- or one of them has to be tabled. No, you're right. You're right. What am I thinking? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, I watched in this order. I watched the Forbidden World, uh, Roger Corman film. It is 89 minutes long. Nice. It is awful. <laughs> uh, at some point in the movie, the two only female characters in the film have a serious discussion about how to kill this mutant while showering with each other. <laughs> Hell yeah. Was excellent. Are they hot? Not enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it wants to be Roger Corman's answer to alien, I guess. Uh, it opens with a, uh, a space ranger in some sort of weird uh, spaceship shootout with somebody. And then he goes to some research base where they're inventing mutants <laughs> and because uh, the mutant got loose, but they called him in to not do anything. It wasn't like dispose of it. It was just like observe. When did and this come out? What year? Is 86, 85, 86. something like okay. that. He yeah. shows up. He immediately bangs the one scientist. <laughs> and then when he's going to investigate the steam room, he almost bangs the other scientist. And then they literally end up the two women have a shower together to discuss how to destroy the mutant. It's 
all sounds it sounds incredible but it's worth watching like it's you know, I, there's worse ways to spend 89 minutes and it's a tight 89 minutes oh, it's a tight 89 minutes it might be 83 minutes it was like barely a movie um, and it's on prime so that's the forbidden world um the next thing i watched was the five bloods oh yeah alec watched that right oh yeah that movie's outstanding I liked it a lot. I thought it was a little disjointed. Um, have you seen it, TJ? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, have you seen it? I mean, aren't, 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 most, aren't most Spike Lee movies a little disjointed? Just the way yeah, he... His, his ah, structure can be a little direct. janky. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I feel like... Um, Spike Lee's got that Bethesda jank. I feel like he's, he got game wasn't movies. that janky, and I feel like Inside Man I, wasn't go, go, well, Yeah, Inside Man's kind of different. Go back to what he got game, because, like, I don't know about the five bloods, but he has a tendency to drop and have characters deliver shit directly to the camera. And oh, no. Like Delroy Lindo does that. For, and, yeah. yeah. Delroy Lindo does that for like five minutes. Delroy Lindo eats the scenery in this movie. Everyone's real good in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the movie I expected it to be. Uh, and it's two and a half hours long. So I feel like it's a little long in the tooth. Uh, it's trying to deliver a lot of message and a lot of stuff. Um, and there's like a whole action Honestly, there's a there's a big action component of this movie that I don't think is necessary to still tell the same story. Um, but it's real good. I enjoyed it. I recommend seeing it, but it is long. Is um, it the last so, Chadwick Boseman movie? No, I think there's something he either has one more, there's something in post production. Oh, okay. I think. The last one listed on IMDb. Oh, well maybe then There's only two Spike Lee movies I genuinely don't like. One of them's Girl Six, which a movie is nobody has seen. No, 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 no. I've seen it. I got charged one hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> from a local video store. <laughs> I remember this. We lost our copy of it. Okay. And that's how much back in the day it cost to replace a VC uh, a, a, a fucking a, a tape yeah. when they were only out for rental. Yeah, that's what they paid for them, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I've seen Girl 6. <laughs> okay. With, uh, with a star of Fear of a Black Hat, Rusty Cundiff. Oh. And the the other one I don't like is Chirac. I know some people like that movie. I'm not one of them. I haven't I never, seen I never that. Saw that one came out a few years ago, right? Yeah, it's another Netflix, I think, original. But, yeah, The, the Five Bloods. Or no, no, good. no, no, I'm sorry. I like Chirac. I didn't like Sweet Blood of Jesus. I got those movies mixed up. That one I did see, and I did not care for that at yeah. all. But it, what's it, what's an interesting choice in um, in the Five Bloods? Because about these veterans, they're coming back to Vietnam to to find the remains of their fallen comrade, and it's uh, um, Delroy Lindo, this guy Clark Peters, who I know best from The Wire. Um, Oh shoot! What was the other guy's name? It's like Isaiah something Junior. I also know him from The Wire, and then uh, a fourth fella, and all the flashbacks with them and, and Chas- Chadwick Boseman. This is this is not spoilers. This is immediate. Chadwick Boseman's the guy who had died previously, and they're trying to find his remains. All the flashbacks with them and Chadwick Boseman. It's not them as younger guys. It's them as them, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, so it was like a walk hard kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, th- I guess it's them reliving it or I'm remembering his 14 it. 14 year old girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, I think I'm doing pretty good for a 15 year old with a wife <laughs> and a baby. But it's not like they're even done up like younger. Like, they're, no, they're like, no. men. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a good then, way to save. It's a good way to save a few bucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next thing I saw was uh, the documentary Tread about the guy hmm. who built the bulldozer then armored it up and destroyed it. I wanted to watch that. I have I have Oh yeah. Was that was that in Eastern Europe somewhere? 
No, it's Colorado. Slow down, slow down. He built a bulldozer and then bulldozed an entire town. He bought. So here's what happens. This guy, he's he's this. He goes out this place called Granby, Colorado. Uh-huh. He try. He's not from there, but he's trying to make a name. He's trying to make a life for himself, right? Things are going well. He buys a piece of property. He's a welder. He wants to open like a welding muffler shop or something. Right. And then there's a bunch of perceived slights, which either happened or didn't happen. And credit to this documentary, I thought it. Was, I thought they were going to pick a direction. I thought they were either going to say this guy is a fucking complete nut job, or this guy is like a libertarian hero. And I didn't know which way they they didn't. They kind of played it straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. He left a whole bunch of uh, audio recordings, like on cassettes, right? So you get his narration of everything that happens huh. the whole movie. Oh, and was, then, he like a, was he like a big Dead Space fan or like I don't know? Yeah, well, to, shock right. well what's, what's funny is the documentarians <laughs> had to explore his house repeatedly to find all the tapes. Yeah. Um, no, um, but then <laughs> the guy. So he gets he. There's all these perceived slights about how the town's trying to. It's all these good old boys. And they're trying to screw him over and run him out of town and yada yada yada. Make his life live in hell. He buys. This happens in 2004, right? So, over, like in the late 90s, he goes there. By 2004, or the in 2004, a, a year prior, he had bought a gigantic Kumatsu bulldozer, and then in secret, built armor around it he was taking like half inches of plate steel sandwiching them into like with two inches of concrete and put it on top of this bulldozer and then one day in i think 2004 he just runs it out of his garage and just starts destroying the town and the local police force there's nothing they can do about it they hop on top of it they're trying to throw like flashbangs down the smokestack no, they're shooting out with a 50 cal Jesus nothing Christ. and they just have to watch as this happens in slow motion as he drives through the town and anything that he felt wronged him he destroys holy shit yeah it's a pretty interesting documentary when did this happen in like 2004 in oh fuck Granby, colorado it's next to okay colorado <laughs> gogs uh, i uh, the reason I thought this was Eastern Europe because there was a movie called Leviathan, a Russian movie that's based on that story. That's why I got it mixed up. You might oh. like that movie too. Yeah, this was this was something. This is definitely worth checking out. And I'm like I'm saying, I, I really expected this. Like I know a lot of like libertarians and like uh, anti-government people kind of hold this guy in like sainthood. Um, but he, I figured it was either going to be something sucking his dick for an hour and a half. Or they were going to be trying to make him look like a lunatic. And they did a really good job of making it look like he's a lunatic, but also kind of like seeing his point of view. And you don't know which way it went, which I liked it a lot. I thought they played it for for a documentary. It really kind of played it straight down the middle. How would you watch this? It's on Netflix. It might be a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. I'm getting old and original. Mm. What else did you watch? The last thing I watched that isn't tabled Tabled. uh, is uh, Upgrade. And it's the first time I watched it since seeing it in the theater. Like, I, I was, bought it. I was it about to say, I was like, out. we watched it together. How, I was... Like, I bought it as soon as it came out, and then I still I just didn't sit down and watch it. I forgot how tight, and, like, that's a real fucking tight movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awesome. That's it, it approved. But, like, it is, like, uh, tight. Uh, <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> the, the main the, the main character uh the actor his name i want to say it's brian austin green but it's not it's something like that it's, it's marshall green look at the poster it's, it's, oh shit yeah <laughs> hey, sean got the poster that's awesome like he's like he also, is 
Gogs, I got this at a thrift store for two dollars. They had all I was like pulling these posters out, and it was uh, one of them was like the whatever taken on a fucking subway, whatever that Liam Neeson oh, was. Oh the, yeah, the, the commuter. Yeah, yeah. And one was like Red Sparrow. I'm like, these are weird posters. They're the fucking um, the one sheets from the theater. Yeah, man. That's oh, cool. yeah, that's, that's like big. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice, dude. That movie is like that movie. The story is tight. Watching it again, I forgot. Like it, the story is effectively it's simple but it's flawless like they got you from a to b without any real mess ups um it's like one of if not the best cyberpunk movies ever I would, made i think I would, yeah it's like day of, go ahead it's Sorry. like deus ex the movie like it's a perfect deus ex yeah because i think it came out like january or february and we all had it on our list at the end of the year or it was like yeah. close to it so it had a lot of staying power it, well, I think, it came out we saw that and then we went and watched the Capitals game on TV for the yeah. Stanley Cup. Yep. So it was like June. Was June, it June first or July? Came out. June. Why did I think it was so early? I thought it but was. But I remember we were we were because we were excited for that movie for like yeah. months from like the first trailer that one of us saw and shared with their, with the rest. Yeah, we're like, oh my god! I think you saw oh it. First, my god. Was it like a sci-fi trailer great. or something? You sent it to all of us, Alex. Yeah, Alex, yeah, you, Alex you, send it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, but I get these weird things that pop like in my Facebook. Like, I don't, I don't look up like weird movies on my phone or anything, but I get these random like movie trailers that just show up. Well, it's because of being and, on this show. Now that now the world thinks you're a cinephile, so well, that's how I think we all got. <laughs> well, to find how out wrong? <laughs> I think that's how we found out about I Am Mother, too, is one of those random Facebook trailer ads. Yeah. Another hidden gem. Yeah, it's jam. so weird. Yeah. Bangers. Shout Bangers all around. But yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like so Upgrade, I, I, there's not a lot I can say about it. It's outstanding. But there was, like, watching it again, there was little things I picked. There was three things that I picked up that I had not picked up. Three like, things? The, so the first one, because I was watching with the subtitles on, uh, when the wife is is showing up at the house, I know they they breadcrumb this the whole time, but even this part, like she's having a conversation with her boss in her automatic driving car before she meets her boy, and he's saying something like, "You can't be an idealist and a capitalist." He's sort of like setting up, like, "Hey, lady, you're going against the grain. Like it's it's leading you down the road that her company was in on it." Yeah. Um, yeah. The second thing, in the very first fight scene, when he lets Stem take over his body. Right, because Stem doesn't have control of his head. Right, he's got yeah. from the neck down. He dodges a punch by his hand coming up and turning his head. And I was like, "That's <laughs> fucking cool." It's and, uh, it's pretty impressive. Like the just the choreography on that actor's part to be able to do all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's like like from the waist from the neck down, he's like very stiff and like and then up up top, he's just fine. Yeah. And then like in the other fights, he gets picked up. And gets run forward, his head bangs into a bunch of lights. You hear him go, ow, ow, ow. Like yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. time he's felt pain this entire time. Um, but no, that and then the way it ends, like that sort of like once again, I know I mentioned Brazil last week, but like Brazil or like fucking repo men. Anthony oh. would Anthony would like to likes to call that the Tales from the Crypt ending. Because that's the, the way like that is the way all Tales from the Crypt crypt episodes. Wouldn't that end. just be the Twilight Zone ending? Though? Well, yeah, but you know. But Did, like that movie's so that movie's so fucking good. And, and looking back at it, I gotta wonder if 2018 was not one of the best cinematic years. It was a banger year. We really ever we, like, we ever had because I think 2018 also gave us. Uh, Did it annihilate? Sorry to bother out? you. Yeah. 
like 2018 was just like I'm gonna look it up real quick. And the last thing I have is tabled uh, for TJ. But um, did you you saw Sorry to Bother You recently, right? I just saw it last weekend, and it was outstanding. Yeah. It would have been my top. It would have been in my top five. Like they, we got a Quiet Place that year. We got we got upgrade. We Violation. got Black Klansman. Uh, we got Sorry to Bother You. I didn't see Ooh. Bohemian Rhapsody, but I know uh, uh, Alec liked it a lot. Prospect, which I really liked. Uh, I know Alec likes movies with a lot of edits in it. That's why I like <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody so much. Like the more the more cuts, the better. Apparently, that's what that would that's what wins you an Oscar if you have the most cuts. Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool two, uh, Avengers: Infinity War, Black Panther, like all of these movies were twenty eight. Twenty eighteen was in uh, Enter the Spider Verse. Like there's twenty eighteen was nuts. That might that that might be the best one on all of them. Interest yeah, that was my number two. Yeah, Annihilation came out in January that year. That's how long that year was, or February. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah, that movie was just like, or that movie, or excuse me, year. God damn it, idiot was. Yeah, insane. Idiot. Axel came out that year, or <laughs> Alpha also came out that year. <laughs> Fucking Axel, <laughs> go Alpha and Bird Box and that Fahrenheit 451 movie. But you know, Bird Box, what a piece of shit that was. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's everything I saw. Apostle, Apostle must have come out that year, too, didn't I it? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been 2017. Hold on, let me see. It was either 18 or 19. I don't know. But it was, yeah. Anyway, it was not 19. It was not last year. It might have, wasn't it? I don't know. Shout, don't out, to, shout out to 2018. I miss you. Um, shout out to a real one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sean. Uh, I watched a bunch of shit. I'm just trying to think things I remembered. I watched also the first came Bill out in 2018. Ted. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I watched first Bill and Ted in anticipation of watching the third one. So um, Bill and Ted's great, right? Like, does anybody not like that movie? No, it's great. It's, uh, we're telling God last week. Like, it's some of like the tightest time travel narrative you're ever going to find. Yeah, I've still never which seen. Is weird. It. Yeah, I've never seen the whole thing. I also, Hereditary believe- 2018. That's I can't weird. believe you've never seen it, Gogs. That yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, I, know. I, mean, I don't know if this is a spicy take or not, but I prefer the second movie just because it's so fucking bizarre. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I, I think the second one is uh, more. I like it more, but the first one's probably a better movie. Yeah, but I do like the robot you know station, station death station. I think. Uh, Red Letter was talking about it that that script was done before Back to the Future. Yeah. But for some reason, it got delayed forever, and they're supposed to use a van. Like, because they're a band and they're traveling in a van, but they had to change all that shit because Back to the Future came out first. Yeah, and they changed it to a phone booth because I guess they never watched Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched um, The Debt Collectors, the sequel to oh. Debt Collector. Was How it was it? It was good. It was. I like the first one better. I know Gogs wasn't super high in that movie. Maybe you'll like this one. I think they're a good pair. Like it works good. It's kind of like an '80s buddy cop movie with uh, better choreography. Who's Scott Atkins? But paired it's nothing up with? like. It's the same guy uh, from the first movie, the right? Guy, the guy from Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's doing this like impenetrable Northeast accent, where it's like four different states together. I'm not sure what he's uh, supposed to be. But yeah, I mean, it was totally watchable. It's like lower tier Adkins, 
Uh, I tried watching Ip Man 4 for a minute, but it was dubbed, and I couldn't get past the dub side, didn't go back oh, out and change dubbed? it to subtitles. Oh, no. At least on Netflix. Uh, it, you might be able to change it to subtitles, but defaulted to dub, and the voice they picked for Don Yen is not good. I can't uh, watch a live-action movie dubbed. It's just not It's not something I'm going to do. Yeah. And um, the other thing I watched that I remember, well, I watched the first three episodes of The Boys, and then I watched, I'm actually like almost finished it. I stopped it to come watch this as Layer Cake, which is a movie I've never seen. How have you never, seen, never Layer seen Cake? That? Oh, it's so good. Mm-mm. I oh. think everybody's mentioned it and we've always talked about like, and I've just never seen it. What'd you think? And it's weird that it, it's like the progenitor of those Guy Ritchie movies, but it's better than all of them. Yeah. Well, it did came it out like, before. It came out after those movies too. Oh, did it? I thought yeah, it came Matt, out before. I don't okay. think so. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn got his start as a producer for Guy Ritchie. Right. Okay. And then he started making his Yeah, Lair Cake was 2004. Yeah. Lair oh, Cake. I thought it was way earlier than that. So so did you like it? Oh, I love it. I'm at the part now where they're at the park um, getting ready to meet the Serbian guy and his oh, yeah. assassin gets shot in the bush. So oh, you're not even resolution. done yet? Oh, my God, oh, dude. So good. No, I, I literally just stopped it and ran on here. Alec, have oh. you seen that movie, Lair Cake? Yeah, I own it. I own all Matthew Vaughn's movies because yeah. he's one of my favorite directors. He fucking rules. Yeah, Matthew Vaughn's not made a bad movie. I don't know if he's capable of it. Um, like the I worst guess... one, I think. I think the worst one he's made is Kingsman Two, and that's still good. That movie still, still rocks. Yeah, I, when is all... the when is the third one coming out? Twenty twenty one. Oh, they pushed it back. Just looked at yeah, it. Yeah, of all the Matthew Vaughn movies I've seen, and I've seen all of them but that Kingsman movie, I think the worst one I could say is Kick-Ass, and that's not a bad movie at all, the first no, one. No, not at all. Um, no, Daniel Craig, everybody's really good. Cole Meany, I wish, was in more shit. He's outstanding, right? He's always good. He's always good as, like, a heavy. Cole Meany is the guy from Star Trek. Yeah. Because he's kind of scary. Yeah, cause he's in Miller's Crossing, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, he's like a really solid heavy. He's playing the Jason, uh, or fuck the is it Mark Strong. Who's in rock and roll? That plays Archie. Is that Mark Strong? Mark Strong. He's playing that kind of character. And then there's like, of course, all the like Guy Ritchie alumni that are in the movie. Tom Hardy's in it. Um, I think the kid from Rock and Roll is in it. The the um, Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh no, that's not him. Never mind. Because there's a kid that looks sort of like him in it. Uh, I think Soap from Lockstock is in it. There's a bunch of people that I recognize, but no, it's really, really good. And like it structurally, you know, there's going to be a bunch of twists, but they play them close enough to the vest that it doesn't seem ridiculous when like they start putting the pieces together. Yeah, I love that movie. I think that movie's great. No, it, the, the only thing that's really is kind of off putting is because I'm so used to seeing Daniel Craig at a certain size that he looks sick, even though yeah, like, he's obviously yeah. like in normal health. He probably got that Bond movie, though, because of that. The Bond well, role, a, because of yeah, that. Yeah. There's a scene where uh, he gets a gun from Cole Meany. Like a, like a, it's like a Walther or something. It's like a PPK, and he's like holding it up by his head. Yeah. And it's like just like Bond. But when did Casino Royale come out? Uh, years out, A couple of years after that. That was like 2008. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, no, I'm uh, 2006. I'm excited to finish it. I was going to watch um, the new Charlie Coffin movie, but it's like... 214, 220, something like I just didn't have time to watch it. It's getting good reviews. I'm going to probably watch it tonight. So we'll but, talk about uh, that next week. Teagles. Uh, I watched two things. Well, I'll just say I watched two and a half things. 
Uh, one of them is tabled. Uh, the half thing I watched right before I did the what right before we started recording, I watched the new HBO Max show Raised by Wolves. The first episode, the, the Ridley Scott thing. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. It's mm. it's like high concept sci-fi, but it's also sort of like we've gone so far in the future, things are kind of like it's kind of got like fantasy elements. Um, okay, it's about religion, which is kind of cool. Like I don't know the and uh. Like the first episode's really good. I don't know if this if the rest like again, just like like Amazon's doing with the boys. The I think there's only three episodes that you can watch right now, but the first episode's really good and it looks great. Like it looks like a movie. Like the first episode's directed by Ridley Scott, um, but I'm in. I thought the first episode was great. It's about this like basically these two androids get shot off into into like deep space. They try to colonize this planet uh, with all these kids. Um, it's just two androids, mother and father, but they, the planet is like harsh and basically they have like, I think they have like 13 kids, but then like they all die off except for one. And then you find out that there was this war, basically this war that, that annihilated humanity. And then the the remaining humans were basically like the religious sect and the non-religious sect and the religious sect won and uh the the all the the atheists had were like these androids that they shot off into these pods and then all the humans are out on these spaceships called arcs and again it's first episode so you don't know everything but it set up enough world building where i was like all right i'm in it's pretty interesting and like the the dynamic so far is that like the mother robot is like kind of losing her mind it's kind of it's interesting i don't know i really enjoyed the first episode a lot i recommend it um, the other thing I watched was uh, Tenet, Christopher oh, Nolan's Tenet. I how was it. I braved the theater. Um, I loved what it. Was like the theater experience, like, like an idiot. Yeah, uh, theater experience was fine. I went. I went in the first showing. There was literally two other people in the theater. Um, they uh, they can only sell like a third of the capacity, and they're spacing people out. Like, you can't, like, if you go to the Regal app, like, you have to have at least, like, three spaces between you and other people. So they're, they're keeping everybody separated, uh, like the offspring do. Um, but nice. uh, it was fine. I, I don't know. I, it was nice. Uh, I really love the movie. Uh, I think it is going to be very divisive. Because it doesn't make sense. I heard it doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes perfect sense. It's just, I'm going to quote my mother. Uh, my mom, God bless her, but she told me once, she goes, you like those movies that you have to quote, I'm quoting my mom, you have to pay attention to. This is a movie you got to pay attention to. This movie doesn't hold your hand at all. Like this movie is, it's full of stuff and it's all there. It's not like a, you know, it's not like an art film where there's like a lot of ambiguity. Like it's kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> like a like a science it's almost too specific like at times but it's all there um it's brilliant i think it it's a really it's like somebody took it's like nolan not somebody obviously i knew who made the movie it's like nolan took primer and a mission impossible movie and smashed them together and i love it like it's a spectacle like the like nolan Nolan may be the best director at like staging crazy ass events. And like, there's almost, I was watching like a making of after I saw it 
And I don't want to give anything away, but again, there are some crazy set pieces in this movie. And when you watch the movie, they're all real. Like there's a scene, like you see in the trailer a little bit, he crashes. There's a plane that crashes. The motherfucker bought a 747 plane and crashed it for real. I heard he did like a ton of stuff in camera. Like anything he could do in camera, he did. There's like no CGI in the movie. Apparently from what for it's all. Yeah. And it, it shows, I mean, it looks amazing. The, the, like I said, the, the, the action beats in this movie are incredible. Um, I, I loved it. I think that uh, I always forget his name, but Denzel Washington's son, uh, he's, John David Washington, I believe. Isaiah, John David. Okay. He's fantastic. That guy is going to be like a megastar. I think he is. He's he's phenomenal. He's great in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's really good in the movie. I, I loved it. I thought it was fan. I and I. It's a movie that once it was over, I like immediately wanted to watch it again because it's got a lot of little little breadcrumbs for you to kind of piece together. And once the movie's over, you're like, oh shit. Now I want to see if I can put this together, you know, watching it over again. Uh, but I loved it. I, now I guess the immediate question is where does this rank in like the Nolan canon? I had a question before you got to that. Oh, sure. Go ahead. How much money do you expect this movie will lose slash would it have done better if they just, re- if they released it both to the theater and VOD? I mean, I don't, I can't really answer that only because like, I don't like, do you know what, like, what does like, what did like bloodshot make on VOD? Like, what is a, what is a respectable number to make on VOD? Because I don't know that answer. You know what I mean? Okay. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, like I can, I know, I know when things were normal, I know what box. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll get, go ahead. Two made like two. You're breaking up a little bit. Trolls two, two made how much? Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Early. Like over a hundred. Okay. We're losing Alec, unfortunately. But it made over a hundred million. I'm gonna say that. So that's. So I don't know. Maybe if you put. If if Trolls Two could make a hundred million dollars, uh, presumably, on VOD, then I can't I can't imagine that a fucking Christopher Nolan movie wouldn't make, you know, comparable. Like, a, a, if everybody could rent a Christopher Nolan movie, it'd probably make close to what it would make in the theater. I I guess I don't know I don't know you know I have no idea. Then again, like. Is it like a Dunkirk where you lose a lot not seeing it in the theater? I think uh, that was that was Nolan's contention. He said he no. wanted this scene in a theater. He always right. says that, though. I oh, don't. Yeah. I, honestly, in my personal opinion, and again, I love the movie, so this is no slight against the film. I don't think so. I think you could have watched this at home and you would have gotten the same experience. It's not as it, – it, there's definitely – you know, it's, it's a Nolan movie, so it looks great, and he, he makes some very amazing yeah. shots, but – I feel like Dunkirk was a movie that really benefited from being on a huge screen. I don't know if I could say the same for this, to be honest. But I, I mean, again, I loved it. That was great. But I think like the thing is for me, like I was more invested in like the mysteries of the movie than the spectacle. So it's like it almost like his like tangled web of a storyline sort of detracted from his spectacle movie. Because I'm thinking yeah, cause about this. Is... The... Go ahead. 
this is the first movie he's written since like Memento, right? Like his brother didn't write this movie; he did. No, he wrote this one. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. didn't. I couldn't remember if he wrote Dunkirk or not, but no, that really happened. <laughs> oh yeah, but somebody still had to write his script. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I loved it. Um, I don't know where it falls in the the canon, to be honest. Like I, I don't know. I think that it's. It, it it's I gotta sit with it a little bit more. I need to watch it again because I think without with with just my knee jerk reaction, it's in the top three. But I I feel like I need to watch it again before I give like my final critique on that. Um, and then the last thing that I watched uh, was with Gogs. We watched the the David Arquette documentary. Uh, what's it called, Gogs? Can't kill you David Arquette. Can't you cannot kill David Arquette. Um. And I'll let Gogs talk about it a little bit. But the, the, the one thing that I want to mention is that we learned that David Arquette has a huge penis. There's a part where he gets, like, spray tanned, but they have to, like, tie off his dick and balls and they cover it up so they don't get spray tan on it. And it's fucking enormous. And it, it's presumably soft. And it's like it, it's, it answers a lot of questions. It's though. out of control how big it is. Also, his, his wife. So he, he does, he's not married to Courtney Cox anymore. But he like traded in for like the younger version of Courtney Cox, and it kind of freaks me out. Like his wife, there's 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 at least one scene where they cut from Courtney Cox speaking to his new wife speaking, and they're basically in the same position in the frame. Yeah, and it was like you watched like a it was like time traveling. <laughs> it's weird. Like the guy has a type. I mean, whatever. It's cool, I guess. But it's weird that you like when you're that famous. I guess you just trade in your wife for the newer, literally the newer model. You got rid of the Samsung Galaxy Seven, and you got the Ten. I don't know. Uh, but I love them. the The documentary is brilliant. Uh, Gogs, if uh, you can take it from here. I mean, so uh, I didn't know a whole lot about this story. TJ knew more than I did. But so back when Ray to Rumble came out and they actually WCW put the strap on David Arquette for, I guess, like two weeks or something like that, uh, that, that brewed up a tremendous amount of controversy in the wrestling fan world. Um, and they hated him because of it. They hate, well, I, don't, yeah. I won't say they hate him anymore, but they hated him because of it. And it's an interesting documentary because this has left, you, you get to, you learn that David Arquette, loves wrestling like he genuinely loves it um and like ready to rumble was a big deal for him because he loves wrestling i guess he kind of maybe he sort of thought that was more like his homage to wrestling than what it turned out to be yeah like they show footage of him like i forget which major i think it was like wrestlemania three or something and they show him like in the crowd uh, yeah one andre the giants ones and they show him they highlight him in the crowd so he loves he loves it loved it loved watching with his dad like it means a lot to him like he's got luchador te- like he's got we well, he got he gets a luchador tattoo over the course of the film and he yeah. had like a Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth tattoo already which um, is terrible the tattoo so, so the movie the movie starts and you and does, you get to know Does it have any of his insane family in it? Uh, yeah. it's got both Rosanna and Patricia show up. Yeah. And and Richmond Arquette nah. who I did not Richmond, know. Richmond who I didn't know existed and they also talk about Alexa Arquette for like a minute but they don't it's weird. Like they talk about Alexa in the scene but they don't give you any context as to who they're talking about. It's very strange. I don't know why they included that in the movie. Alexa is the, hmm. I, I'm, I don't want to misgender yeah, that died, but yeah, Alexa is the sibling Her. that passed away. Yeah. Well, but see, there's controversy because 
when they passed away, they said they wanted to be, I think they said on their deathbed that they wanted to be known as a man. And it's like, it's a, I don't, who knows? Again, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to disparage anybody that passed away. So, um, so the movie take so over the course of the movie, I mean, Dave Arquette's kind of like down in the dumps. He's like, he's like, I haven't gotten a role in 10 years. You know, he seems like, you meet his beautiful wife and his beautiful house and his nice kids. and He's fucking doing vapes on a horse. And you're like, this guy's got it pretty good. Yeah, it was funny because as we were watching it, like all I could think about was like, you know, he's talking about how like unhappy he is, but he's living like the greatest life I've ever seen. And it's like the whole time I'm like, like some kind of monster. Well, yeah, it's like it's like being being like that level of celebrity. And I mean, he was born into some money. I mean, that whole family is yeah. very but like it's weird to me to be that level of famous and you, you still get all this. Like his house is amazing and he's got horses and like, he's got he's like, like God said, he's ripping horse vapes. Like, it's like, it's insane. I don't know. <laughs> he like, is, he is very likable though. I think that's where Gogs is going to go. Yeah. Like, so me and teacher were talking about it. Like if he wasn't so like, like likable and like genuine, yes. You'd be like, fuck this guy. He's got, what is he? But he, you can kind of tell like this really like weighs on him yeah and he wants to quote unquote like redeem himself so it's like fuck it i'm like trying to get back into wrestling he tries to go to this so the movie this is how it kind of bookends itself he goes to this like wrestle convention with the nasty boys are going to be he's like hey can i come out and try and do some stuff and they tj and i have debated whether this is kayfabe or not but they yeah cut him down and say no get the fuck out of here this part of the movie it felt kayfabe as fuck like it really did like i don't know like they're they're at like some kind of like tgi fridays and sean what's the one with blonde hair brian knobs or is that skaggs is that part yeah knobs is the blonde one yeah so he's talking to brian knobs and they cut away and then the next thing they cut back and like they're literally in almost like a fist fight and knobs like kicks him out of the bar and it seems real phony like i don't mean like the fact that it comes back around a year later and kind of and like how do you i mean i don't it's wrestling that's dude. a long i mean it's a long con it's wrestling okay it's wrestling dude that's what they do so he buys a ticket to this wrestle thing and then he watches from the crowd and he's all depressed about it and some kids invite him to go to a backyard wrestling event this is so depressing he goes to like a backyard <laughs> wrestling event like where like there's like 14 people watching it he gets the shit kicked out of himself when, like, legitimately when, Gog said, it's literally somebody's backyard. It's yeah. some kids that have that built a ring and they beat the shit out of David Arquette. And they throw him on thumbtacks and they hit him <laughs> with fucking fluorescent bulbs. They give him the works. <laughs> yeah. And, and then are, yeah, children. <laughs> and then he sticks with it. Like they he goes to he goes to Tijuana, Mexico, and he trains with a bunch of luchadors. Best part of the movie. I and he gets he gets he gets real good. He does. He does wrestling. Apparently, down in Tijuana, maybe on all places in Mexico. I'm not sure. They'll do little exhibition wrestling events, like at red lights. Like the light will go red, and the luchadors will hop out in the fucking freeway and start taking bumps to it try was and awesome. raise money. It was so cool. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so they literally in front of red lights, they do like a little match, and then they go to people's cars to collect money. It was fucking awesome. And so at one point, Arquette, like in the middle of this fucking street, like climbs a ladder and like does like a crossbody, like off like. It like lands on a couple of guys. It was pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. So you get to watch, and this takes place over a year, and it's like David Arquette is coming back into the wrestling world. It's like a, it's one of the better done montages I've seen of him doing like independent shows 
yeah. over the course of a year just being, you know. And one of the uh, one of the things for wrestling nerds out there is the librarian, uh, Johnny Avalon. Is that his name? He's in AEW now, or he was. Peter. Peter Avalon. He's a trainer. He trains Arquette in the movie. It's kind of neat. So he, so he just, they, he's like, do they, go ahead. Do they go to that match where he almost died in CZW or whatever? That's where the, yes. mo- that's where the montage ends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He goes and fights some guy. Nick, who Nick out, Gage. And he just gets, he literally gets like his throat opened up. Yeah. And a lot of people in the wrestling world, and I was explaining this to Gogs, a lot of people in the wrestling world, when that match happened was like, this is disgusting. This shouldn't have happened. Like, Arquette went too far and Nick Gage went too far. And what I thought was interesting was, is that, you know, the rest of the movie, they're, they're pretty transparent. And there's, there's a match later on where he wrestles. I can't remember the guy's name. He's Anderson, something Anderson. No, no, no. The one before that, where he wrestles like the indie guy, Oh, CJ something or other. Yeah. Uh, but they, they have backstage interviews with the wrestler and they're very transparent about like the matches, but they don't talk at all to Nick Gage or any of that shit. Like after this happens, it's like they cut away and they don't really focus on it too much. So it makes me think that all that shit was like really legit and it did go really bad. So, um, and, and anyway. what, was, what was interesting about that scene was that, you know, he gets driven to the hospital after he finishes the match. He's all fucked up. He gets driven to the hospital by his buddy, Luke Perry, who then yeah, dies yeah. like a week later. And then this sort of sends him <laughs> down like a bad place. Um, but he ultimately, he ultimately gets to wrestle. I forget what the last guy was. Something Anderson, Mister Anderson, yeah, Mister Anderson. I forget what his first. Ken name Anderson is. is that it? Yeah, Ken Anderson. He's a former WWE, former Impact guy. So he gets to wrestle him like at that same event. He basically got kicked out of uh, a year prior. Yeah, and it's sort of like a. It's like a kind of a. Nice, it's a nice redemption. He's likable, and he's putting in. He's putting in the work. Like he's spending a whole year in these indies. Yeah, like he's paying like, his dues, just getting the shit kicked out of him, and just like enjoying, like, but like, like you can tell he's real gracious, and he's like real, like he's really into like the guys, like also out there on the circuit. And I for, I can't find the guy's name. I want to say it's like CJ something or other, but the fucking wrestler, uh, he uh, they go through. It's a really, it's it's well, it's a well constructed scene. It's they keep cross cutting between the match and them talking about the match backstage before the match happens like okay now i'm gonna yeah. do this and then you're gonna do this and it keeps going back and forth back and forth like how out the, their spots yeah, yeah all the all the spots and all the choreography and it was uh it was really cool and, and then yeah and then there's like a really nice epilogue where because again they they mentioned how you know uh arquette and uh, luke perry were buddies and they have an epilogue where he has jungle boy out luke perry's son and uh, it's kind of nice. Like, it's a nice little send-off, and, like, it it's fe- seems really genuine. I thought it was really Even nice. Arquette in his wrestling gear looks a lot like CM Punk. He does. <laughs> kind of does, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a good documentary. I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah, it's, it was got a, it's got, like, uh, DDPs in it. Um, Rick well, Flair. Flair's in it. be in anything. Flair. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Flair's in it, and he's really funny in it. Mick Foley. It's It's good. It's really, really good. Um, I highly recommend watching it. And all yeah. those bits down in Mexico are really cool. Yeah, the Mexican part was great. And he gets an El Santo tattoo, which I thought was cool. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad. Uh, but it's a good movie. Uh, so that's everybody, right? I think, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's everybody. All right. Yeah. So, so, Gogs, what did we watch this week? Big we Trouble? Watched Big Trouble. Can Tim I tell Allen's you a personal anecdote about this movie before you get started? Absolutely. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this plot seems really familiar, but I'd never actually seen the movie before. Right. And I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, was this a book? Yeah, well, I, go back? I read this book on a train <laughs> ride from Baltimore to upstate New York to visit somebody because it was one of three books they had for sale That's in so the weird. little train station. And I hated the book, and I don't want to bury the lead, but I hate the movie too. But anyway, nice. go ahead. Um, Dave Barry is like one of those like dad comedians. He's like the perfect storm of like humor writers. It's yeah, just yeah. some shit that like some lame dad has on his shelf. Like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. Once Goggs told me that this is based on a book, the Tim Allen character made a lot more sense in the movie because he's like, he's yeah, it's a he, self insert. Yeah, he's yeah. like a columnist that then becomes like a Pulitzer failed. Prize he wins like, a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, like yeah. He's Jimmy Breslin, and and then he's also like anyway, get in the movie gogs. I'm sorry. I mean, this movie, there's a lot. There's a bunch of stuff going on. So, uh, you meet you meet Tim Allen. First of all, you meet movie opens. You meet uh, Jason Lee becomes sort of a weird Christ figure narrator talking about this, also, that, and the other. Also, the beginning of the movie doesn't like they could have cut that. It doesn't really make any like the way they open the movie doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't it's, really. It's, it's an homage to Magnolia. <laughs> Is it <No>. real? <laughs> no, but I mean, kinda. So you find out about uh, you find out about Tim Allen's character. This is a Tim Allen movie, quote unquote, but he's maybe on screen thirty percent of the time. Also, he's the worst part about the movie. Uh, you find out, you know, he was an author. He works for he, now. He's an ad agent. He's getting yelled at by this guy about fat fish beer or some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, then you find out, you know, he's got a piece of shit. Oh, it's the priest from Constantine. Yeah. He's also Friar Tuck from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, yeah. He gets and he was uh, and Seinfeld. In Seinfeld. Franklin Delano Costello. Oh yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Tim Allen's uh, Tim Allen's son, played by uh, Ben Foster, uh, needs to borrow his car so he can go squirt uh, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel uh, at her house. Zoe Deschanel is the child of Rene Russo and Stanley Tucci. Meanwhile, you find out that Stanley Tucci has a hit put on him that's being executed by uh, Dennis Farina and the landlord from uh, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. It's almost the end of the month, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, this is also this is also where I assumed Quentin Tarantino directed this movie, where Stanley Tucci is literally sucking Sofia Vergara's entire oh, foot for like five minutes. I didn't even get that when you said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a young Sofia Vergara." Sofia Vergara, hello, Stanley Tucci God. gets his, her entire foot in his mouth. Yeah, that's pretty hot. It is disgusting he's oh, like, oh yeah he's liter- disgusting he's literally like looking between her toes <laughs> and stuff like they're deep come on man but then like, I, I get it you're a method actor but seriously there, there is a funny line where he's like i pay you i want to suck on your feet or something yeah. like that this movie wants to be get shorty so bad and i know it's the same director but it's just not that and like it, that becomes a problem for the entire movie well, then, so at some point you find out like a nuclear bomb showed up to some Russian arms dealers that shouldn't have had it. Um, so now you've got 
this intersection where Ben Foster has got to go squirt Zoe Deschanel at the same time that Dennis Farina is trying to kill fucking Stanley Tucci. Uh, all hell breaks loose, and uh, Patrick Warburton and Gene Garofalo come as cops to go break this up. Uh, Pat- then- Pause. God, Patrick Warburton is the best part of this movie. I love him. In he's this great movie. in this movie until, until Andy Richter shows up. Then he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> Andy Richter was very funny in this. So then you get a whole bunch of gobbledygook. Tim Allen meets everybody, and then it's like all this back and forth bullshit. Uh, the assassins get semi thwarted by Jason Lee. Jason Lee gets to land on Sofia Vergara or something. She falls in love with him, brings him. Jason Lee loves Fritos, who must have sponsored like the majority of this movie because they got. <laughs> well, they say- they say like he loves Fritos because he loves Cuban food or something. It was a really bad joke. It was like Fritos was the closest thing to Cuban food that he's eaten. He had in like, Boston. Like, what does that even mean? And he's like the only one that can lift up this nuclear device. Um, oh, you're also introduced we, to we a couple of low-life scumbags played Tom by Sizemore. Johnny Knoxville and Tom Sizemore. So Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxfort, Johnny Knoxville now maybe on the movie, the podcast, Mount Rushmore, because he's been in, what, four movies now that we've At seen? At least. Uh, Men in Black four? 2. Men in Black 2. This. Um, walking Tall. Walking. Oh, shit. Yeah. Walking Tall. And that Arnold movie that we did like a, oh, a million yeah. years ago, oh. The Last Stand, yeah. or whatever. So yeah, yeah. four. Shout He's, out, yeah. four timer. Um, so now, I don't know. A bunch of stuff happens. Wires get crossed. People keep trying to squeeze. Does it? Andy Andy Richter tries to shoot <laughs> some kids. DJ Qualls is in play. Uh, it all coalesces with a bunch of bibbity bop, and then they end up at the airport. Where Tom Sizemore is after Tom Sizemore is gone to the bar to rob Stanley Tucci of money or to get revenge on the bar, steals a bunch of bullshit, goes back to Stanley Tucci's house. Everyone's at Stanley Tucci's house again. They kidnap Zoe De Chanel, go to a get on a plane post nine eleven, so there is security, but this is circumvent it. This is pre nine eleven. This movie was supposed to be released like September thirteenth. Oh shit! <laughs> but it was the movie, hey. the from but the movie's from two thousand and four. Um, from what I read, it was maybe they delayed it by a couple of years. Oh my! Oh, it was supposed yeah, to be released yeah, right. Let this chill for a minute. It was supposed That's to be released hilarious. Like, right before nine eleven. Like right before nine eleven. It's called Big Trouble, right? Yeah. So now again, this little tiny. Point, like we got this. Like. <laughs> Oh, and so the while like we've going, had enough national tragedies for one week, boys. <laughs> they go through all this bullshit. Now, meanwhile, Heavy D and Omar Epps are FBI agents trying to find this nuclear device. They're federal agents mad that you're flagrant. Everybody ends up showing up at the airport. They get on this very tiny plane. Tim Allen sends Tom Sizemore into the drink with a nuke. It goes off. Movie ends. And yeah. that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. It was supposed to be released September 21st, 2011. They postponed it until April 5th, 2002. Oops. Um, So I I think we're going to get one of the first... The first ever of these splits. This will be the weirdest split in movie the podcast history. So from from the comments, obviously from Sean's comments on the show, but from more Alex's comments in the chat... You two seem to really hate this movie. Gogs and I were laughing the entire time. We were really, oh. we had a good time. Like, did movie. you guys watch it together? Yeah. Yes. So and I wonder okay. if that gave it some sort of bump. 
But we were laughing. Like, throwing everybody scores off a little bit because, like, there's what movie did Alec and TJ watch together? And I watched myself, and they kind of liked it. I hated it. Oh, <laughs> oh the, the Mummy Two. Mummy Two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think this movie was like brilliant, but I thought that it was like funny and like it was. Yeah, I agree with Sean where it is like dad humor, but it's like so dumb it it made me chuckle. Like, like I don't 20, know. Twenty minutes it, into it, it just I, it, it, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. Good. Now, as I say, it just feels so much of its time that it's like almost unbearable. Like I I, I mentioned the get shorty thing earlier. And, like, Elmore Leonard made decent stories that you can make those kind of, like, slapstick ensemble comedies a la Get Shorty Be Cool or whatever. But Dave Barry's not Elmore Leonard. And, like, it feels like eight different people wrote the dialogue. Like, it feels like Diablo Cody wrote the teenager's dialogue. It had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like, I don't I just, for an 80-minute movie or whatever, I found it, like, intense, boring. So like me and like yeah. I, I picked this movie. I picked this movie thinking it was going to be a stinker because I'd never seen it and it looked like garbage. Not a thinker. And then me and, and me and TJ like twenty minutes into the movie, I it was going to be a poop itcher, not a belly itcher. Twenty minutes into the movie, I look over at TJ. I go, I don't hate this. Like I, and when Warburton pulls that bullet out of the TV, it's like it's a bullet. Like I was like, okay, there's a that cut is so funny. Because, like, it, they just cut, and his face is deadpan. He's holding a bullet. He's like, it's a bullet. And then they just cut back, and it's like, it, I don't know. I thought that was hysterical. Also, they keep shooting TVs. It's like a yeah. recurring thing. Like, everyone's TV gets shot. And a runner. Um, Alec, what did you think? I mean, I was... This movie... I, I don't know how you guys thought it was funny. I, like, it just... it. I laughed, yeah. I think, three times. I laughed... I think I laughed at that at that bullet joke. I laughed when Andy Richter first showed up and showed his gun. He's he was like, bad. "You're not supposed to have a gun. You're not and supposed Andy to drink, like, yeah, you're not supposed to drink either." Chug <laughs> <laughs> it for a bottle of shit. <laughs> I like to that. Um, I like the joke too. That then uh, Patrick Warburton goes to the airplane security, and there's Andy Richter with, with, with like with a fake mustache. He's like, "You got a brother that works over by the wharf?" Yeah. Like I, it's it's the it's like no, you guys can just call twin. me land landfill too. It's, yeah. I love it's that. Just like, it's just like an arrested, an arrested, de- yeah, an arrested development. He plays quintuplets. That's. Right. <laughs> I, I was. I am always happy to see Andy Richter in anything. I love. I, I don't know if this like it resonated with anybody, but this is another one of those movies that seemed like it happened a lot. Where the the main plot of the movie is the dad's not a bad dad and nor is he incompetent, but for some reason he's concerned with whether or not his kid thinks he's a cuck. You know what I mean? Like the whole, like his whole reason detra is to look cool in front of his son. It's weird. Is bizarre. Also the, the Rene Russo, like instant attraction to Tim Allen is like really off putting and weird. Yeah. I mean, she's like tired of not getting her feet sucked by Stanley Tucci. Also, she looks fantastic in this movie. When, When doesn't she though? Yeah. She looked great. Yeah. So did Zoe shout Chanel. Shout out to ha- uh, shout out to Freya or whatever her name is in the. Yeah, like I get the I get the right. instant moisture in the aforementioned layer cake when that chick lays eyes on Daniel Craig. But I like, get that. Yes. Yeah, Tim Allen and Renee Russo just like pairing off immediately. It's just it it feels like a movie like a repurpose of like a '60s screwball comedy that just like is too late '90s early 2000s like to even function. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I feel like the two uh, 
the the two bumbling uh, retard uh, lowlifes, uh, Tom Sizemore and Johnny Knoxville, were like out of a Looney Tunes cartoon, but they're so stupid. It I, I, I laughed. It worked. I mean, I don't I'm know. I need to see Tom Sizemore just in general because I do love Tom Sizemore. When Tom Sizemore gets hit in the head with that watch. I laughed. Also, yeah. I forgot how like big Tom Sizemore is. Like he looks like he looks like a guy's like one of those barrel chested dudes from the fifties. Like he's a big guy. I forgot. I, I just don't think of him that way, but he's great. I don't know. I like. Go ahead. Sorry. Why would they? Why would they ever cast Heavy D? He's a terrible actor. Oh, I thought he was fine. I thought he worked in this role. I mean, he did just fine. He was rest, terrible. Rest in peace, Heavy D. Is he dead? Oh yeah. Yeah, dead. he died from being really bad in this movie. <laughs> oh. Damn! God damn! I did. I did think though, like as we were watching this, like because Sean has made it kind of an un- unofficial rule of the show that we don't do comedies. Yeah, because comedies are kind of hard to review, and I think we've seen the exact reason why. Like Gogs and I just were like, we found it funny, but I can't really defend it, other than like I don't know, it made me laugh. You know what I mean? Like, there's not like a construction of a joke. That I can like be like, well, this was a good, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to. There, there was one joke that worked for me, and again, it was a Patrick Warburton thing where Janine Garofalo's like, "Do you want to have sex with me?" Just that was yes a great no. joke. And that was like, yes, and she's like, "No." <laughs> I mean, that was funny, but <laughs> and the scene where like the well, well, no. ripped open, he's like, "Yeah." Also, Janine Garofalo, a girl, fucking, you know, you know, what I'm talking about, especially yeah, in this yeah. period, could totally get it. Oh, she was like uh, high on my celebrity crush list. Sometimes, absolutely. She, she was, but she was like that. What's that episode of Seinfeld where you can only take the girl in certain lights? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. in certain movies she looks great, and other times she just looks like trash. But she, no, she looked, is, yeah. she looked great in this movie. And yeah, it, but the thing with that scene where like, do you want to have sex? You had that like uh, the 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 uh, Tim Allen narrator is like for a moment he thought he he had like he had discovered the secret of like uh, not having to like listen to them to have sex yeah yeah um that was funny I don't know but but those jokes that do land I feel like are totally reliant on the performances like just that like Patrick Warburton we think is funny not that the structure of the jokes themselves is funny you know what I mean I mean yeah. that yeah maybe also uh that uh that fucking uh the Gator like the Gator fan <laughs> the, the Gator radio, fan bit maybe radio or they're just like I bet any Gator fans won't call in and like they kept calling in it's like no I'm I'm a Gator fan I am calling in no it wasn't even that they kept calling in it was the same one it was just every time they turned the radio back on they were still having this fucking inane conversation but uh, I did like that on. I like that Dennis Farina couldn't decide between listening to his sidekick babble incessantly or listening to Gator fans babble incessantly because it basically, does, it's all gibberish, regardless. It, it does that pre-Google joke where everybody knows everything because oh, Animal Planet, oh, Discovery Channel, oh, like, and it's like, okay, I got it the first three. Yeah, that is that, joke. that is a very '90s structured joke. Yeah. I, I did. I was very annoyed by that. I didn't care for that joke. And why is everybody obsessed with Martha Stewart? Yeah, that was also weird. Dennis Den Stanley Tucci says something like, "I bet she's got nice." Feet. That is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Jason Lee was in this movie. I just want to say that, like, I don't. I'm <laughs> not really sure what purpose his character served at all. Is he but, also in Vanilla Sky or something? Yes. Okay. Is he playing like a similar weird like 
uh, not quite connected to the plot character in that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I believe he plays like the programmer because Vanilla Sky is about like a VR program. Yeah, something. Or, or maybe that's the twist, but he's like the programmer, if memory serves. Right. I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. But um, how hot Sophia Viraga or Virga, however you say oh. fucking, oh my God, what a good looking woman that is. Heavens. Um, Warburton becoming a stripper at the end made me laugh. I and you get to see his ass, which was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and his wife, uh, Heather Weisenbaum or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Heather Weintraub or whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it works for some, not for others. I don't, your mileage may vary. Also, I, mean, I, I said to you when we're watching, I was like, I wonder if this will, if us watching this together. But if all four of us together would have made a difference, that's what I want to know. No, like, it would have balanced it out. Like, it would have just made it a five, I guarantee. It would have brought you two down. It brought you two down. Because we'd be there making jokes with you. <laughs> But also picking everything apart, and then we'd be complaining about it. It's that's what it, it's it's homeostasis or homostasis <laughs> in our case. But yeah, but my my favorite kind of stasis. Yeah, um, like I don't know, like uh, it, yeah, Tim. I will say before we get into, well, I guess it'll be part of my five knuckle shuffles. That's fine. Uh, let's do it. Five knuckle shuffle time. Sean, you've been the most Two. vocal. Two for the tops of two tits for uh, Janine Garofalo. Um, or maybe that should be a one for half. I don't know. I, I This movie is like... Yeah, we, don't no have a ha- we don't have a half a yeah. tit score yet. Th- this movie has no reason to exist, and the world is either a better or worse place for it existing. It's like, it's nothing. And I, I don't know why they wasted so much money on it. I guess because... Sonnenfeld made Get Shorty, and that worked out so well and made a ton of movie money. And like, even that movie's not great, but it's like watchable. I like Get Shorty. Uh, this is like if um, this feels like if Kirk Cameron's Christian movie company got a hold of like a Coen Brothers movie and remade <laughs> it. It's like this like fangless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everything's happening. Like, There's a nuclear bomb in this movie. You know what I mean? They, like they sanitize everything. Yeah. That's what this movie is. I, I, it, whatever. It's a two. Like, I, it's hard to even get mad about it. It's just really bad. Hmm. All right. And you pass the mic to Goddamn. Teagles. Uh, this is uh, this is the toughest score I've ever had to give. I think on the show. Uh, it's a seven for me, dog. I oh my oh my god! I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I really did. I will say it is not without its faults, even in the parts that I enjoyed. I thought Tim Allen was awful in it. I think he like he feels like a television actor, where amongst like actual actors in this whole movie, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was really obnoxious. Um, but uh, overall, again, I was entertained the entire time. I had, so you think this is as good as Gogs thinks Repo Man is? Yeah, I guess. Huh. It's still a better Just take. You wait. Still a better take. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know, man. I was I was genuinely entertained through the whole movie. I was laughing. I thought again, like maybe the style of humor is dated, and that's what I found charming about it because it was so dated. I don't know. Like I I don't know. There was just something about it. It made me it made me laugh. I think that it's it's like absurd. Again, like once I once Gogs explained to me about the Dave Barry thing, I was like, oh, the Tim Tim Allen character is Dave Barry, and this makes this movie even more fucking absurd because it's the the writer surrogate or whatever. 
But uh, I I didn't hate this movie at all. I I thought it was fun, and then I felt like every time, every like five minutes, there was like a new actor that I liked that showed up and did something goofy and funny, and I was like, oh, okay. Also, there's a scene where uh, Stanley Tucci is incognito. And he looks exactly like uh, Gideon from Scott Pilgrim. What's that guy's name? He looks and sounds exactly like Jason Schwartzman in that scene. And it made me laugh. Again, that is a meta laugh because it's not, it has nothing to do with the movie, but uh, it made me laugh regardless. So I passed the mic to Alec. Alec. Um, Alec. It's. Uh, it's a two. This gets the same rating as, as uh, I believe, as uh, Axel. It's oh, about on the wow. same level. It's oh, about on, come it's on. About, it's about on the same level as no, Axel. No. Um, no. Jeez. I mean, this movie is made by a guy who's made movies. At least Axel wasn't. <laughs> well it's made Barry Sonnenfeld made Men in Black 2 which we watched right he made Men in Black 1 and that movie's tremendous yeah like he's made good movies the he director also made of that Axel. movie where Kevin Spacey's a cat what that movie I don't even Kevin know Spacey what you're talking gets, about like he comes gets reincarnated as a cat I don't know that movie Why have, okay. have we not watched that on the show oh well, if there's anybody named Tim in it we can watch it this month <laughs> Um, yeah, this movie sucks. Like, <laughs> it was like, I think it was 86 minutes, so probably 83 minutes without the credits. And was- I laughed three three times. Like, this movie's garbage. It, there's like, like Sean said, there's no reason for it to even have been made. And God agreed with it, agrees with me, because he made 9-11 happen right before it. So it wouldn't get released. <laughs> Hot yeah, this movie, this movie is hot garbage. Uh, Gogs. Ah, so it's an eight for me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. Come on. I Come on. I, like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, I'm, not, like, I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling. I looked at TJ right after it was done. I was like, that was like an eight. I liked he it. Did. I, he did. I enjoyed, not, he's not even lying. I remember I enjoyed this. it. I enjoyed it more than I, I walked into it with no expectations. I expected to ha- actually take that back. I expected to hate it. I expected to trash it the entire time. By the 20 minute mark, I was surprised. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I was laughing with the ad, all the ad agency stuff in the beginning where he's getting screamed at by that big fat fucker. That made me laugh. It made, it made me laugh throughout the whole time. Like not like, like crazy, like, you know, uproarious laughter, but fucking, I enjoyed it. And at the end of the movie, I was like, all right, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. It's not without its faults. I can't explain why I enjoyed it so much, but I can say that I enjoyed it. And I was like, I, I, I don't hate this movie. And I, trust me, I went in expecting to, kind of wanting to. Didn't turn it turned me around. So I don't know. This is the weird. We're at a we're at a four point seven five. So this <laughs> kind of works out with Sean's theory that at the end of the day, we've given this all five. In the event, yeah, and usually this is a these are strange party Gogs. lines to be Gogs, drawn I'm, through it. Gogs, I'm going through our old scores on that email that we got forever ago. You gave Constantine a seven, yeah, and I you guess gave that, this an eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Well, that email is that email from like four years ago. Uh, according to Gogs, this movie is one point better than The Fountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on par with the first Universal Soldier. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't know what to tell you. I just think it's neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. <laughs> it worked. It worked oh, for me. Hang on, TJ. Yes. It, it, do you want to guess what Gogs' bad lieutenant score was? Oh God, I don't even like a five. A, no, it was six? a seven. So oh, okay. it was, yeah. Yeah, wait, God. he likes Bad Lieutenant. He liked yeah. that. He saw that before. But not, he didn't like it quite as much as he liked Big <laughs> Trouble. Apparently not. <laughs> I think I think I think somewhere in your head you just are drawing the connection to Big Trouble in Little China and that's like And that's it. It's just some, pulling it. There's some through line that is just you can't break and it's just giving it's you like vibes TJ, from like a false uh, positive. TJ, you like this one point better than John Carter. Oh, which you gave us six. I don't know. No, no response. <laughs> oh, my mic, my mic just cut out. And oh, I, okay. So what did I? I'm sure if you go through my scores, there, there, yeah, I'm just like Gogs. So what? John Carter was a six. Yeah, I stand by that. Okay, that movie slapped. It was pretty good, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff like we, you know, we talk about it yeah, a lot. I know, but yeah. like we talk about like. Uh, that softies what's her what's that movie with the big show that we watched oh uh vendetta where we all gave it like a two and we yeah, probably give it like an eight now we fucking love it and we talk yeah. about it all the time so like i don't know sometimes our past scores are a little we off. should we should do like uh like revisit stuff yeah like a I revisit month like yeah. rewatch i thought about like, that out of the 240 movies we've watched we can watch four of them again. Yeah, we should each pick a movie that we think would be either way higher or way lower. We should, each, we should pick it for, we should we've pick already it for done each other. It, though. We've already sports. done a show. Why would anybody want to listen to a show we've already done? Why do they want to listen to this show in a statement? <laughs> well, that's a fair good question. Uh, hey, who hasn't gone we, yet? That's all oh, of us. We did that was it. it. Oh, okay. I thought somebody we hadn't it. gone. We were we'd be basically nope. just below a five. Who's picked? Who's get, who, gets, uh, who gets a pick next week? Uh, Alec, uh, I have my movie picked. If nobody else has a pick, I have Alec a does. I have a pick. If I've got one too, but oh. we can give it to Alec if you want. I don't care. Yeah, my my pick is Timothy Oliphant's The Crazies. Oh, Ooh. I've seen it. I've never seen that. That's a yeah. remake of the Romero movie. Okay. Yeah, I actually saw that in the theater for some reason before I even started watching horror movies. Really, the, the, so original... the trailer, the trailer with the guy dragging the pitchfork, right? Like, yeah, all the, yeah, yeah, which makes no sense. You know how much pressure you have to put a linoleum floor to drag a pitchfork across it and leave hmm. marks. The yeah. the original is about like they they poison this town's water supply and turn people into like lunatics, right? So, yeah, yeah, and the remake it's like an I don't know if in the in the remake it's like an accident. I don't know if in the original it's an accident or not, but in the remake yeah, it's I an think, accident. I think it's an accident. I remember I remember being lukewarm about it when I watched it, but we'll see. It was uh, I, like I was on the Timothy Oliphant train. It was either going to be that or Hitman. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, you should pick him, man. I feel like you should pick him, man. <laughs> the spiritual successor to Max Payne. Yeah, we should dude, that Hitman yeah. movie looks so bad. And yeah, wait, so here's the thing: who's okay. seen, well, who on the show has seen Hitman crazy? movies? I've seen it. It's like a very middle of the road kind of like new line horror movie type movie. I don't think I saw the Hitman movie. I haven't seen no, it. We, I haven't no, seen either we'll one. Hit, we'll, we'll do Hitman then because I've never seen Hitman either. Okay. So Hitman. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's got that that Russian chick that shows up in everything. Olga, whatever her, the one yeah. from Quantum Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah she's gorgeous. Quantum too. of Silas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I think that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick either Mars Attacks or Ed Wood. I am picking Ooh, Mars Attacks. Wait, what's yeah. the Tim connection there? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh. Ah. And even Ed Wood might be too good. I've never I'm seen saying Ed everybody's Wood. seen it. I've never seen Ed Wood. No. Oh, Ed Wood's great. I'm Mars Attacks, but either one of those would be fun to watch. Uh, I am picking The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, starring uh, Timothy, Timothy, Roth or uh, Timothy Roth is in yeah. that one. Uh, Two hours and four minutes. Which one? Hitman? The Cook, The Thief, and the other people. That's not that long. No, Hitman's three hours and four minutes long. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is Hit, is they, Hitman on anything? Let's see. They made the duology. They made it into one long movie. <laughs> Hitman's an hour 40, and it is available to watch. Perfect. Is it available to watch? Hour 40 is perfect. Weren't there two Hitman movies? Yeah. I think they named the one Agent 47, though. It, okay. is, it doesn't look like it's free anywhere. It's, yeah, on, it's, it's on Amazon Prime for four yen. There you go. If, also, I had to rent, if I had to rent Big Trouble, I'll rent Hitman. Yeah. You can also get it on Verder. <laughs> Every never time. heard, never Every heard of time. this movie. Never heard of this movie, Sean. It's only from four years ago. What? Agent what, Forty Seven, the, the reboot? No, no, Nine Lives. Oh, the no, over Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, from twenty sixteen with Jennifer Garner. I need to yeah, see I this. Think, I think a few years ago, Kevin Spacey was having some uh, public issues, <laughs> so they probably didn't talk about this movie a whole lot. Kevin Spacey comes back as a cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm man. so conflicted. I love cats. It made it, it's a Very. hit. It made money. Thirty million budget. Fifty seven box office. People love cats. That movie Very cost thirty million dollars. Well, the cats. Very Sonnenfeld. They had to kill a lot of cats. <laughs> Just like Milo and Otis. Oh god, they killed all those pugs. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> let's end on. Let's Keep end on an with, up note. Throat. Keep throwing with the bear till it wins. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, everybody. Do you think this had them like a tennis ball cannon? They're just like dumping buckets of bugs in there and fire with the bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's like uh, instead of a ju- instead of a jugs machine, it was yeah. a pugs. <laughs> Hot take: pugs are monstrosities. Aww, yeah, I, I, I they them. are. They're so cute. They have no reason to live. They're like, Aww. oh man, movie. Dude, if okay. we're gonna if we're gonna start talking about things that don't have any reason to live, then then I can't be on the show anymore because there's no reason I should be here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're all scrambling. Hang on. Uh, all right, no. guys. See you next all week. Right. Go eat, eat your own ass. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye.